Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. You can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Demon Hunter 2, Electric Waterboy, Aggie Jedi Master, Antaeus, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick at Cashly. Well, what do you know? Look at that. Um, one Kind Word, Butterfly Girl, Loon Trackers, The Aussie Geocacher, Sodak Zach, The Deadliest Cachers, Terrell 2, Neil Moore, Team D&D, Geocaching Adam, Peachy1276, The No Code Geocachers, Curiosity Girl, Tick Magnet, Marsipanic, Bricker John, Firesafe, F.S. Sabero, Geo Rick, Cash Addict Mel, Geocaching Janji, the Geocaching Junkie, Sir Drumalot, Janice, Tricasius, Tom Frey, Rugles, The Bruce Zero, EGK, PBR, Casamaya, Master Sergeant USMC, Little Gears, Albedo 0.39, It's Only Barney, Purple Turtles 3, ACDC Family, None of It Tidy, AFK Geocaching, Josh Boggs, Carrot Killer, Corsgat, Geocaching with Lampe, Bren Tim 7 Dave and Karen of Cash Canada, Team Tailwagger, Black Chrome, Supernate, The Twonky, Burnt Turtles, Padib, Kazeli, Dragon, Gunter Hunters, Acme Wildcashers, P0001, got to work on that how to say that one triple zero one adk sarah and our new patrons eastern girls and kc <sighs> okay thank you so much patrons if you'd like to become a patron and add yourself to this wonderful list head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details patrons get x tags new blackout coins Ooh, new blackout coins aren't they cool looking Ooh. Very nice. You like those? A little different. A little different than the original ones. So, thanks. Um, Other geocaching items during the year, well as bonus content, invites to special events only for patrons, support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, we got a big show tonight. Uh, Let me welcome my co host for the night, my good friend, Daryl W. Four. Hey, it's good to be back. And I was quite surprised when, what about? Maybe three hours ago, you texted, hey, want to be on tonight? Yeah. Hey, come on, buddy. You want to be on? Yeah. Uh, Jesse is, he might be in the chat room. He is in Wyoming, and he is in a portion of Wyoming that uh, internet, not so good. Internet, a little weak. So he thinks he can get on at least that, but he says video would be like out of the question. So uh, That seems to happen to many podcasters <laughs> that head into Wyoming. Right. There you go. It's like a black <laughs> hole. Including in the, world. the ones who are doing it from their own homes. 
Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Let's jump right into show for 106 for July 8th as we welcome back to the show Nick Hubbard. Welcome back to Geocache Talk. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick has been on a few times. Uh, Nick uh, and I were on cash release back in 2016. I don't know if you remember you remember the the good old days of what was that? It was, it was probably 1.0, wasn't it? I think. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. 1.0. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're so glad to have you on. We're going to talk um, a lot about 4.3 and Apple t- Apple Watch, which is great because. Uh, Daryl worked out perfect. He's uh, familiar with it, and we'll get into that story here in a minute. But we have a little bit of news, and if you guys want, you can obviously join right in with the news as well. Um, So first update, I guess, is old Hidden Creatures uh, started. uh, We're not sure where Jesse is yet. I'll check the chat room. I'm at Hippocamp, and Daryl is at Troll. Such a weird way to put it, but... Yeah, I know it, it. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is we, we're a troll. Mm-hmm. We've done ooh, what is it like ten of the creatures now, something like that. Right. And there's only like three left. However, we're not even halfway through the find requirements because right. it's that graduated scale. So it's like the next one isn't so bad. Then the one after that, yeah, it, it takes a lot of caches. But then it's like a fifty cache haul or something like that to get to the world turtle. Yeah, there's a there's gonna be this long. It's almost like from the uh, during planetary pursuit, from Uranus all the way to Pluto was this long gap where you couldn't yeah. get, you don't get anything for a long time. So, um, so all right, I'm a, I'm trying I'm gonna try my best to keep up with. Um, this is something Jesse tends to do is keeping up with the chat room. But thank you, chat room, for being there. Uh, I'm gonna do my best. The good thing is I got Daryl with me, so Daryl can kind of do some of that while I'm checking out uh everyone's so if you have questions for nick tonight um you know put them in the chat room i'm gonna do my best i'm apologize if i miss something um i'm going i'm apologizing ahead of time but anyway all right so (laughs) ahead of time i'm gonna say i'm very sorry ahead of time for everybody uh all right quick note uh we do have a facebook group for patrons um and i'm if and if patrons listening or future patrons, if you want to be in that Facebook group, you can definitely let me know and I will will get you in there. It, obviously, it's just an extra. If you don't want to be, if you're not on Facebook, uh, honestly, I don't get on Facebook very often. I like Daryl. You get on there at all. Do you, man? No, I don't do Facebook. Right. Uh, I use it for Messenger more than anything, which is kind of funny. But uh, anyway, if you'd like to be in the Facebook patron group, there is some discussion. It's a pretty, it's a fairly lively group. If you want to, you know, let me know and we'll add you. Um, also, want to mention um, next week I'm going to do a, I'm do an update. We got an update from Malaysia, and we have so much tonight. I really didn't want to get to it, and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, do we mention it? Um, but I've got an update uh, from a friend of ours in Malaysia. But I want to I want to save that for next week again because we got such a big show tonight. So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about that briefly uh, next week because that's really kind of a cool update that we got. Um, okay, uh, caching expo. The reason I bring this up uh, and I want everybody who's listening to kind of the 
the point of having me discuss this is because I want you to think, okay, how can I utilize this kind of event in my area? So it's not really meant for you to look at it as, um, oh, well, I can't go there. That's, that's too far away. It's not, it's not where we're at. And that's not really the point of this, uh, uh, mentioned. So anyway, with that said, let me mention about Caching Expo and I'll get you guys' uh, thoughts on this kind of event. Um, so uh, friends of ours uh, here in, in Texas, uh, they're going to have a um, Cash Expo at the Chandor Gardens in Weatherford, Texas. So if you are from Texas and you're interested in this, this is Saturday, August 4th, from 8.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Cash Expo is a result of years of, geo of gathering feedback from the geocaching community in response to many requests we've received. Um, uh, Corey and Teresa Davis, they also do, uh, they do a geocaching academy so they travel around and they do um, geocaching classes. So um, this is modeled after conferences, and we've all been to these kind of type of items, conferences, conventions, that many other hobbies uh, have. And so what they're doing is they're going to do, um, uh, it says through Geocaching Academy, we have traveled the entire state beyond, beyond to teach geocaching classes to those wanting to expand their knowledge of their great, of the, of the great activity, great sport that we're in. Uh, outside of your typical 101 class, they're going to do, um, they've had requests for classes on puzzle solving, using phone apps, hmm, interesting, and uh, on earth caching. So they're going to cover each of these topics. They've also uh, roped in our, our wonderful reviewer here in Texas, reviewer Revan. And they're going to have an Ask a Reviewer panel uh, that want more insight into what goes on into the reviewer process. Uh, so what do you guys think of something a little more beefy for a event? Well, it sounds a lot like uh, the plans that we had had for CashRCon, I think it's almost 10 years ago now. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, which was a lot of fun, a lot of work, and just we never got back to doing another one right uh, so i'm anxious to see someone uh, uh bring that back and the plan when we started the cash was to try to get enough of a framework together that it could be something that's portable mm, so okay, i'm anxious right. to see them pick it up and try that again and hopefully they'll have uh, a lot of success because it's something that's really cool and uh really valuable and the trouble that we have with a lot of the events is you go to something like uh, Geo Woodstock or uh, um, Midwest Geo Bash or mm -hmm. one of these, and you go out caching. Big one. Oh, right, right. right. There. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't hang out there and uh, see all of the uh, uh, lectures and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's really what these are about is that education. Mm -hmm. So the way that we tried to get around it here was to have it in the dead of winter, and it was a really nasty winter. So right. That's a good that, idea. That didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, no. Well, you, you know, there's something to be said for, uh, you know, the, the, the meet and greet. I mean, there's, there's, always, there's a place for that. In fact, oh, yeah. um, I do want to also mention, um, and I'll put it in the chat room, but GC7 
Terrain 466. Very simple G- GC code. Um, Geocache Talk is going to New England. So uh, I will be up in the Boston area. And um, that's going to be for August 4th. If I get the date right, I won't mess anybody up. Yes, August 4th at 8 a.m. Uh, it's in Franklin. Massachusetts and uh, just to let people know if you're in the area or if you know somebody that is in that area come out um, I've got some door prizes I've still got some ducktails trackables to get uh, get into people's hands and so we're gonna do some uh, cool stuff that day uh, uh, August 4th and uh, again the GC code um, is um, Seven terrain four six four six six. So come out and see us and enjoy the time. Uh, so there's there's room for meet and greets. The one thing about Caching Expo that I I like as we wrap up discussion on that is, um, like you're saying, Daryl, there's there really isn't an event where you can sit down and sort of talk to people. Uh, and it's Cash Expo, C A C H E, like like our like geocache, cacheexpo.com, In case you want to go check it out, but um, there really aren't a lot of events where people can sort of sit down and go, "Hey, what do you, you know?" I use Cashly. What do you use? Oh, uh, I don't really. I use the old. You know, I use the free app. And you're like, "Oh, well, let me tell you about whatever app you're." Well, and to give you some of that basic training and whatnot, mm-hmm. you'll have like the GC 101s. And I thought it was really cool when geocaching.com did the maker events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You had a whole bunch of people going and doing this is a how you build a, a cache that's something that lasts in this environment but is still cheap. You had people going into like building the gadget caches, mm-hmm. which is what the inspiration for those events were. But you had all of those great maker events that were uh, popping up during that one little period. And I really wish that... Uh, uh, try to push that again and do that as like an annual thing so that we could get some of these smaller events on a given topic. Right. One of the big things with any of these kind of um, educational events is you have to have the schedule if it's more than one. So people know what they want to see when they want to go. Cause if you're on Android, you're not going to want to watch the uh, cashers or the uh, cashly session. Mm-hmm. And if you're on iOS, you don't really care about the CGO session. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Right, yeah. right. Um, yep. Scott mentions in the chat room. He mentioned about the love the maker. He loved the maker events, so that's really cool. So, um, do you uh, do you have people very often, Nick? They ask you for like a little bit of info to add to an event, or are they or they try to rope you? Yes. <laughs> do they? Okay. Yeah. There's quite quite often people ask me for like training materials or some sort of, you know, stuff like that because they're going to do a quick like session on Cashly at events. So, Mm -hmm. which is really cool that people are taking that up. Um, And there's even people like, uh, I can't, Benji, I can't remember his his username, but he, he has done it multiple times where he even made his own PowerPoint and, and came up Mm -hmm. with all the slides and stuff like that. And then that was shared to other users where they did it at some, some events. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, happened before I, I really need to come up with some better materials that i could actually like hand off to people mm-hmm. um but that's something that i will work on 
Pretty cool. Um, yeah. Okay. And the last item, um, this came up uh, in an email, and I wanted to put it out there in case somebody could help us out. Um, this is from Paula, Curiosity Girl. She sent a note to us and said, do you know of any tools for searching specifically for GeoArt series? And so if anybody knows of a tool or a way to search for GeoArt please let us know geocache talk at gmail.com. Um, and we'll see what people come up with. I don't know of anything. Do you know of anything, Daryl off the top of your head? That... No, really at this point, the only way to put those series together is through bookmark lists mm-hmm. and the bookmark lists aren't searchable as far as I've been able to tell. Uh, aside from Google. So I've done some Google searches to find it, but whenever I've done GeoArt specifically, mm-hmm. you yeah. don't really come up with much GeoArt. Right. <laughs> you right. You get a lot of other stu- caching related <laughs> stuff. You just get stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, cool. That's kind of an interesting thought. So, all right. Well, let's get into Cashly 4.3.x, we're not even going to get into the actual extras because we're just going to really talk 4.3, right? And uh, I, we are going to mention one of the – we are currently at 4.33, right, Nick? Yes. Okay, <coughs> cool. Yep. But let's talk about 4.3. Um, I'm going to go through the list, and we're going to talk about Apple Watch here in a moment. But let's just kind of go through them and get some updates. Um First one, load caches button has been moved to the bottom of the map. Now, before I let you say anything, I've, <laughs> I've finally gotten used to it, but it took a while because I would my my I would start to go to the top. I'm like, oh, nope, got to go to the bottom. So was there a reason? I, you- I did the same thing for the longest time. <laughs> and you made Cashly, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for me, it was a really nasty situation because I was on the beta and Renee mm-hmm. was on the uh, uh, golden version still. Right. So she's like, where is it? It's like, well, don't have to. No. So I'm toggling back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. There, I think there there was a good reason for it. So there was two, two reasons. Um, one was usability. So in the previous version, you had to really stretch your thumb if you're a right-handed user for, for your iPhone um, or tap with your left hand. So it was you couldn't use Cashly that easy with just one hand, especially on larger phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved it down on the bottom, you could then reach and you could reach it with your thumb. But then it also freed up that that top right navigation bar for a different button, which I then put the filter icon there, which used to be this little teeny icon in the search field and, and people would not see it. And it was continually a problem. Um, so that really made that feature more prominent and people could see that it was a filter icon and, and stuff. So it really actually worked out well, I think. So once people get used to it, I think they'll like it much better than it used to be. Cool. Uh, filter live caches moved to filter button. There you go. And that was, that was one of the reasons that just usability, make it easier for people, people to see people to find. Sometimes people didn't realize they had set filters mm-hmm. for a live search and they're wondering why am i only finding um traditional caches uh you know something mm-hmm. like that and they had turned off all the other cache types yeah um, you tend to forget so now hopefully it's a lot set, a lot easier yeah yeah you tend to forget that you've set those uh, filters <laughs> until all of a sudden you can't find the cache that you actually wanted to find right. exactly 
Yeah, Joshua one day sent me a frantic note, and he goes, uh, "I'm." He was in Germany, and he's like, "Hey." No, he uh, texted me from Germany too. Did he? Yeah, I told him. I said <laughs> with a question because yeah. I was looking. I was like, "Wait, I'm lost too." I was like, um, "Nick's probably available. Send a quick note to, to Nick, and he'll help us out." But once after he told him that, I found it too. So he probably got a double. He probably got one from you and one from me at the same time. So. Uh, yeah. Um, the funniest story, and we got, I just want to briefly mention was uh, Rock Chalk. When he got out to the Project Ape in Brazil, he's looking at his uh, GPSR and he can't find Project Ape. He's like, he's within, you know, point two of the where he thinks the cache is and he can't find it. It dawned on him he'd filtered out the Project Ape caches because why would you ever need Project Ape, you know, not filtered out? And so, exactly. it, so he kind of hit the, hit his head. Duh, I I've, I've filtered them out, and now I'm going for only the you know at the time it was only one, so he had to fix it. But that's kind of a funny, funny little note. Uh, okay, save save multiple caches at a time to online lists. Yes. Previously, you could just add like one at a time, which was kind of a huge pain. Um, and now you can add, I think, online lists or, or bookmark lists can take uh, a thousand caches. So you can pretty much add a thousand caches at one time to a, an online list or a bookmark list if you wanted to. So previously, it was just adding them singly, which would take forever. Right. Now, that's, that's, yeah. that is very cool. Very cool. I like that. I like that because I, I um, as time has gone on in my geocaching career, and Daryl, I don't know about you, but for me, I rely more and more heavily on the lists than I used to, I think, when I was first started. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually probably less than I used to. But oh, okay, cool. The big thing that I do is uh, online cherry pick, and I've started to do it now that it's supported by the apps mm -hmm. more and more frequently. I'll say, oh, you know what? I need to go and uh, check this one out eventually. So I'll put it on a mm -hmm. bookmark list of just, you know, caches I need to check out. Or, you know, of course, there's always those challenge caches that I qualify for that I have to bookmark. <laughs> you got to bookmark. <laughs> I, they have to be bookmarked. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's a... Uh, uh, well, talking about our trip to trip to Massachusetts, that's one thing that I've noticed is there's a couple of them that I'm like close. So, um, you know, obviously I put it on the list, I'll go sign it. And then once I do finish it, I'll go back and actually um, log that I've found that one. So um, online, I'm sorry, offline and online lists are now under the lists tab. Yeah. So previously there used to just be an offline list tab mm -hmm. or an offline tab. And then to get to the online list, you had to go in the more and then scroll down and then go there. So those are now put together in the same place and you have a little toggle at the top where you can go back and forth between the two. Um, and then that makes integration much easier. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that. And also when you're, yeah, when you're adding Say, you know, what we just talked about where you can add a thousand caches to an online list. Right. Um, when you're adding caches to a list, you have the option. It pops up and will say, you know, are you adding this to an online list or an offline list? So really makes it a lot smoother. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, online list 
enhancements. Create list, delete list, edit list, remove caches from list. Um, and there's a little bit of a story about how this kind of whole came about with API. So tell us a little bit about the online list enhancements. Yeah, so there's a new API for, for developers, uh, which is really great. And they, they announce it publicly to all the developers and stuff. Um, and there's quite a new fe- quite a few new features, which is really cool. Um, in the old API, we couldn't create lists. We couldn't delete lists. Uh, you couldn't change the name of a list or the description. You couldn't remove caches from a list. So you were really crippled. So mm-hmm. people would say, you know, how do I create a new list? And like, I was just have to say, sorry, all you can do is add caches to a list. Really, that was the only option for lists or bookmark lists. Um, but luckily with the new API, they just, they really opened up all the features and we can, you know, create them, delete them, edit them. And it's, it's definitely really nice. It's made for a better experience in Cashly. Very cool. Yeah, um, I guess kind of let people know a little bit um, without, you know, bogging down too far for folks, but tell everybody a little bit about the fact that what this API really uh, did for as far as for you for Cashly. What what are other than what you mentioned? I mean, I know this was kind of a bigger deal um, that makes it. Is this something that going forward also will make it easier for you to kind of program or add enhancements to Cashly and so forth? Or, um, well, HQ completely rewrote a brand new API. So there's okay, and the API is how Cashly talks to the the database of all the geocaches and the servers and stuff. Right. Um. So along with that came tons of new features, like how I was able to add editing logs and deleting logs. That was something of the new API, which is really cool. Um, It doesn't necessarily make it easier uh, because eventually all of the old stuff has to move over to the new API, Um, but it makes it a lot faster. Um, For example, you can just request to, to receive small amounts of data back instead of just large amounts of data on the old API. And you couldn't say, no, I don't want that. And so it was slow. Um, and you get a bunch of stuff that you didn't need. Um, so the, the new API is just a thousand percent better. Yeah. Oh, cool. Really nice. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next is, um, save user finds, user hides and caches near this, uh, to lists. If you were viewing somebody else's, uh, find, or their hides, or mm-hmm. you use the the little option where you can say, you know, find caches near this cache. Right. There was no dot 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 menu or action menu to save those, which was kind of annoying little thing mm-hmm. that was missing. Um, so that's finally been added. You can save those. You can put those on offline or online lists, which is obviously another enhancement from the you know merging of those two features. Right. So, um, so that is, uh, dot, 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 or where do you, where would you, where do you go to do, is that, where is that located? Um, when you try to, yeah. So if you yourself? are viewing somebody's profile and right. viewing like their finds yep. up on the top, right is the dot, dot, dot menu, which now has saved to list. Okay. Um, gotcha. And then 
choose that option, it'll ask you, uh, you know, a couple more questions about where you want to save it. Right. Um, and stuff like that. So save to list up here at the top. So, okay. Very cool. I like that. There you go. Excellent. Um, saving pocket queries. Daryl's, uh, Daryl's one that lo- he, he loves him a good pocket query. I tell you that. <laughs> and live full caches download much faster. Yes. So there used to be just old some old code that would download the pocket query uh, pocket mm. queries. And if you were on the live tab and you were wanting to save full caches, you know, with waypoints and everything, right? That was slow as well. I rewrote it completely for speed and it's for some people it's it's literally hundreds percent better uh excellent i think there was some user when they users they said it would take i don't know five minutes for their pocket query to download for some odd reason and now you can get it in like 30 seconds so it's much oh, faster wow. that's awesome yep daryl are you still a fan of pocket query or are you yeah i still do pocket queries quite frequently in part because that way i can create the uh, gpx file and email it around Right, or you know, drop it in Dropbox, but it, it's a great way to work with uh, uh, groups of cashers. Oh, you know, so everyone has the same thing. Excellent, yeah. And you can always take your uh, lists, your uh, bookmark list, and create the GPX files as well. Right. Very cool. Yeah, and is um, are there a few others like that that are on the that you're. Now that you did that one, Nick, is this like, oh, and this is this because of the API, you're able to kind of redo some of the code based on which are 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 these just items that you had on your list of things that you just wanted to redo? Those were just on my list, and the new API didn't necessarily help better. It was just a rewrite of the code code and just a real focus on making it fast. Gotcha. Just, yeah. It was it was on your list of things that you wanted to do, which is cool that you do that. Yes, finally got around to it. <laughs> That's good. Um, new log keywords: uh, country, state, cache type, cache size, and day of week. Yeah. So these these were pretty simple to add. There were some some users requesting these, so. Mm-hmm you know, emails and on Facebook and stuff. And so I said, sure, I'll add this. So uh, I think one user had requested four of them. And so I, I told him that I would add it to the next release. So he's pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we do have one note before we move on. Um, Electric Waterboy in the chat room says, what happened to the cog? That's how we went up. It was way cool. Oh, he's talking about something else. Never mind. I was thinking of the cog wheel on the no. thing. I'm like, it's there. It's still there. What I was thinking about? of the, uh, yeah. No, he's talking about something else. Never mind. So, see, okay. I'm, I'm bad at the I'm bad at the chat room. This is something I'm not really good at. <laughs> so, never mind. He's talking about something completely different. Back to our regular scheduled show. Um Offline list enhancements. I like this. Delete visible, add, remove, highlight. Am I in the right spot? No, I'm not. Where am I at? Did I skip this? Where am I at? 
We skipped that. We, did, yeah. we skipped that. Oh, well, let's go back to that one then, because I know how I missed this one. Yeah. Online. Uh, good. Good thing I saw it. Online list enhancements. Create list. Delete list. Edit list. Remove caches from list. Yeah, we We talked about that one. Create list. We did that list, one, but the next one, the delete visible. Oh, that's the one. Add yeah. remove highlight from visible. Those are yeah. Some new ones. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, this is an offline. Those were we talked about online list enhancements. Now we're, uh, they have, you have some offline list enhancements, which was delete visible, add remove highlight from visible, and save to other lists. Yeah. So there were some power users who were wanting things like that. They were saying, you know, I want to zoom into just like thirty caches in an area and delete those quickly from an, an offline list, and it was a real pain to do that. Um, so the new feature is you can now, if they're VIP, then you can you have an option to delete those visible ones, um, as well as highlight those visible ones for people who use the highlighting feature. Um, and then you can also save those visible list uh, to another list. So somebody might want those 30 caches that are visible on the, on the map right. to save to a different list. So just a lot more flexibility for users that are, you know, using those offline lists. Very cool. Um, yeah. Next, can we get that? Um, where did I leave off, Daryl? I'm down at view. You're at the, uh, view, view which offline list uh, is a part. Uh, view which offline list a cache is a part of. <clears throat> yes. So, add a user, uh, Richard Reagan who was a, he's a, still a, a Geosphere user. Um, hopefully soon he will just be a Cache user only. Uh, but he loves Cache, but he still liked Geosphere, a couple features of it. And one of those features was it showed what lists caches were a part of. So Cache has a unified database where you could have one geocache that's part of multiple lists. And so if you update that cache, it's going to be updated in all those lists. And so he was saying, how do I know what lists that is a part of? Um, so you now have an option at the bottom of the details screen to see which lists that cache is a part of, because it might be part of three, three lists and you can actually delete the cache from those other lists, lists from that screen. So well, it's just a way of managing. Might, yeah. yeah. And the reason you might want something like that is for the, uh, uh, like these are my fizzy caches, uh, you know, my requirements for my fizzy, these are the challenges. So you might need to know which ones are which and uh, see sometimes it uh, satisfies multiple criteria. So that's why yeah. that's uh, a feature that a lot of people really relied on. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Um, this is interesting. Pending logs text file is saved in documents as a backup. Yeah, so I had some users who they had they would love the the pending logs txt file which you can upload mm. to geocaching.com with you know a bunch of your your logs, um, but then there was an issue where they had lost some of their pending logs in Cashly, and so I figured every time you know they they try to upload them, we'll make a backup. So if there's ever a problem. If you ever have a connection problem and, and something goes wrong, especially there was an issue one time where I think the geocaching servers went down and some users lost some logs and they didn't know where they went. Um, gotcha. Now there'll be a backup of all the logs that you tried to submit. Um, so you won't lose all your, your, you know, your message and, and everything like that, your dates. Um, so you can access all that kind of stuff through 
iTunes and then your shared apps on your device. Right. So and I think that was during the uh, planetary yeah. pursuit. That was, uh, I think so. Yeah. That was a nightmare. I had some logs that it actually wouldn't accept because it thought I uh, had submitted them, but they wouldn't show up at uh, geocaching.com. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit of, yeah. Issue. And there, yeah, some, some users had submitted some and they just kind of disappeared and uh, they, we could never figure out what happened to them. So, I think I know Daryl. If you had, I had to delete a couple of mine and then re-add the log. Yes, the, the, yeah, the, I had to do that as well to get it to recognize that that cache was was found. So, um, okay, we're talking about a couple others here in a minute, but I do want to mention something real fast and get y'all's feedback. And Daryl, this may be, or um, Daryl and Nick, uh, this may be something that was a different version or something I just never really noticed before, but the, the send log now button, Mm -hmm. how is that? Was that a version prior? Is that the, the switch, the switch? Yeah. That that's been in there for been there for a while. Okay. That's always been there. I think since 1.0. Was it really the send log now? Okay. Yeah. I do notice though, that, um, when we did us, when we, one of the updates, I guess switched mine to it switched the the switch off. Not a big deal, but then I noticed that from then on, every time I would log a cache, it would, it would stick in pending, which is fine. But I found the little I found the little the little spot where I could tell it that I want to send them immediately, and so it it did that. But I don't know for some reason yeah. it got it got flipped. I don't know where, it, but it was no big deal. Did you it's set just, your in settings? There's a default for that, so you can mm-hmm. actually turn that leave it on or turn it off so it'll go straight to pending right well on that note there's also one for save as draft which it got the wife into trouble today because she (laughs) had that featured enabled and didn't realize it so she was wondering why her find count was off Mm. yeah yeah mindset now but i like the fact that i could do either but i do have mindset for if you set it in settings, then like you said, the send log now when you come into a cache automatically has the switch set to send log now. Yeah. But I think maybe when I updated to four three, it might, for me it might have flipped it to off. But no big deal. It just I like how the features are all there, so you can just fix you know tweak it how yeah. you want, tweak it how you want. So. Um, so I guess the, the the GDPR hit you as well as it pretty much hit I guess everybody in the in the in the world. Uh, I, I think um, I don't know how many emails, uh, dozens of emails I got for apps that I have that said um, we've uh, are sending you this because the privacy updates. In fact, at work I had to actually take a class on. GDPR. Now that I'm working for a software wow. company, yeah, I had to I had to pass a test. Uh, it was it was a tough one too, but I I, I passed it. So uh, for all you that are worried out there, uh, but it was a privacy because of the privacy updates, uh, and so obviously it must have hit you as well. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the stuff was on the HQ side. I think they had to make a bunch of changes. They had to put some stuff in their privacy policy. Um, um, so I just made a, a section in Cashly where it referenced their privacy policy. Um, and it also mentioned the, the only place that Cashly really stores user is your friends list, which is just usernames, uh, their icon and stuff like that. So I gave the ability to download all those if you wanted to or mm-hmm. delete all those if you wanted to. 
Um, and then the other few things that, that you don't really notice was um, HQ had to add the ability for a user to disallow anybody to see their user profile. So if you log into geocaching.com, you can go to your profile and there's an option for privacy. Oh, wow. So now Cashly, if you were viewing that user somehow, we get a special error code. And then I just say like this user has not allowed uh, public mm-hmm. viewing of their profile. So a couple of those error codes had to be dealt with that mm-hmm. geocaching was now sending to the developers. So that's interesting because yeah. um, uh, um, I do like the fact that you can you've got the phone a friend feature where you can uh, pull up a user and if 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 they're allowed or whatever and you have their email or you have their phone number you could you can call yep. them so I love that yeah so Daryl you better not block your your uh, you know I was just thinking. <laughs> Right after the show, we should all go and switch our uh, profiles no. to private. No, no. <laughs> just, to, just we'll, we'll create the great blackout of 2018 on geocaching. <laughs> blackout. Yeah, like that. that'd be awesome. Let's not. Let's let's not. Let's talk about it, but let's not do that. <laughs> let's talk about it, but let's not do it. Okay. It's almost like um, on caching in the Northwest one night. They go, "Hey, let's all log this as a. a let's all lo- an archive party. Send it. Yeah, an archive party. I was part of that archive party. I send it needs archive, and the view viewer got like thirty emails needs archived, and then they sent, <laughs> sent a note sent a note to Land Monkey and said, "Yeah, don't ever do that again." Don't, don't don't do that. So, <laughs> it was. It sounded like a great idea, but in in practice, it wasn't a good idea. So, um, and then I do want to mention, or we want, I do want you to comment on one of the four point three point ones. This was point one actually that came out, and you there was a fix to make metaverse links work correctly. So, as the AR caches started coming out, um, somehow. Um, you needed to do something for the, the, the crazy metaverse thing to work right. Is that right? Yeah. So previously in app descriptions, when you clicked a link, Cashly would just show this Safari. It's called a Safari view controller. It would just quickly slide that over and load content. And you were still kind of in Cashly. But that prevented the metaverse links from switching over to the metaverse app. So I had to change the code. So when you clicked on a link, it would actually open Safari and Safari would know that it would open the Metaverse app. So it was just a quick code change, but it actually mm-hmm. took a little debugging to figure out what was happening and why it wasn't opening. So That's very cool. And, you know, before we, we're going to get into one other one and then we're going to get into Apple Watch. Uh, but um, I, I do uh, want to mention, and it's been mentioned in the, in the, the, the show notes, but... Um, uh, or it's show notes mentioned in the chat room. Sorry about that. Uh, and that is that um, we really do, Nick. Uh, I know you probably don't hear this a lot, but we really do as users of Cashly really, really appreciate your tenaciousness, your, um, you know, because you got a full time job. I think people are like, hey, how come he didn't email me in 30 seconds? It's like, well, Nick works yeah. for a living, and uh, but he also uh, you do so much f- for Cashly. Uh, I think that's why people think, well, this is what he does all day, and it's like, well, no, he he loves Cashly, but 
he does other things. It would be fun. It would be fun to do it all day, but that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, uh, we're just so thankful, uh, Nick. Uh, I've had so many people who are like, "Wow, I sent an email to support and." I got a response. It's like, well, that's the way it's supposed to work. I know that a, a, a yeah. ton of other apps that we all own or, uh, you know, you send an email and it's like, it goes, or, you know, it goes into a black hole never to be heard from again of, you know, well, I'm never going to yeah. hear, never going to hear back from them. And, uh, so we really, we really do appreciate that. And it's still $4 and 99 cents. I mean, yep. come on, buddy. I mean, you know, put it you know you, you could you could you could charge so much dough uh we were uh, i think people don't realize that you know it's very inexpensive it, you know it's it's well worth it and that's what people are saying in the chat room it's like it's the best four dollars and 99 cents i ever spent that's nils a and um others are saying it's like Oh yeah, um, you know definitely. You know, spend a few dollars and, and go get this app because it's just it's so great um, that you guys do that. So, um, all right, um, something that was a good item that came up, and Daryl uh, actually there was some discussion prior. This is why it was perfect, Daryl, to have you on because you actually are part of the beta test for Cashly. You've probably been doing that for years now, haven't you? No, actually, I, no? Uh, I've kind of thought being a, a beta tester because <laughs> the problems like I ran into with the wife, when I want to talk about something, you know, telling people how to do it, yeah, especially for like the show, right? it's really tough if you're a beta tester because the stuff that you're testing doesn't work the same way as what they have on their phones. Right. Yes. Yeah, and you have to be prepared to have things crashing and not work how you expect if you're a beta tester. That's yep. just the way beta testing goes. That's, that's Which the means life. Sometimes, sometimes I've been burdened with actually using the official app. Oh, no. It happens. Just, just temporarily. Just. For, for something other than messaging. <laughs> wow. It is very unpleasant. <laughs> right. Once you get you, well, yeah. Once you, it's kind of like uh, eating nothing but like you know lousy hamburgers, and all of a sudden somebody gives you like the greatest steak in the world. You're like, wow, I don't ever want to go back to anything other than this. It's like, yeah, we know we've we've all been there, but uh, um, but there's something coming up, and um, I do want. Uh, Nick, for you to at least mention uh, before we get into Google Maps, um, Google or Google Cashly 5.0 is Q4, but it's on the it's it's not on the it's not on the initial horizon, but it's it's not too far away, right? Distant, 20, distant horizon. <laughs> distant horizon. <laughs> So sometime, sometime before 2019, possibly. For sure. Yes, okay. that's the goal. That's the goal. Well, I know it's tough because, like you said, you've got a full-time job and, and you're trying to, um, to, to, to continue to enhance Cashly. But um, one of the things we, do, we can talk about tonight are, is Google Maps. And so... This is something Daryl mentioned before the show, and I, I had seen it, but I wasn't sure where we were at with it. But um, talk a little bit. I'll have both you guys talk a little bit about this. The 
the fact that um, we're going to be getting off of certain maps is that is that where we're, we're headed somewhere with this uh, change in maps, right? Yeah. Well, so in oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say we've <laughs> lost the uh, Google Maps, which is what yep. a lot of us have uh, relied on, especially for the uh, hybrid was my favorite, but the satellite views. Uh, so now we have to deal with the that, Apple Maps, which are not nearly as good. Now that was a decision, uh, obviously a decision from Google. It was, their, it was their app, it was their Maps, right? So what is, what is Google Maps in? It, you talking about we're losing Google Maps within an app, or are you talking about Google Maps in no, general? No, the Google the Google Maps option uh, okay. in your layers is now yeah. gone from Cashly. Gone. Okay. Yeah. So, so Google changed their licensing terms. Um, okay. Previously, we used just some static. We used uh, image tiles from Google, mm-hmm. um, and those now require to have an API key. You have to use their framework, um, integrate all their code. And before, it was just a simple referencing a URL to uh, their tile files to their image files. And it was really easy to integrate with Apple maps already. It would just be a layer on top of theirs and everything just worked really quick and easy. Um, as of, I can't remember the date they were changed. They were going to start making those really low resolution and put a message across that said API key required. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they were going to start charging, um, for usage. So that, that right there got me, I couldn't do anything. You know, I had to remove it because to integrate their framework and, and the way they wanted it done was a massive, uh, job. It wasn't something I could just quickly do. Um, so I had to remove them for the time being, but I made the commitment to add them again in 5.0, which is the next Mm -hmm. big release. Um, but the advantage of that is adding their, their SDK, which means, um, the, labels and roads, all those kind of things will be larger in the previous version. If you like Daryl, if you went to hybrid, they were really small. People had a hard time reading the labels. Now it uses like the accessibility in your phone. So if you have a really large font, you know, the labels and everything will be really large. It will integrate with that kind of stuff. So it'll be much better, um, much faster. It'll use their vector maps for the standard view, all that kind of stuff. So um, it'll be really nice. So that, that is such a large job that I need to add that in 5.0. So it's sad um, that I had to remove them and a lot of people are annoyed. Um, but all mm-hmm. I can say is sorry that it was kind of on Google's end. Yeah. yeah so. Google, Google once again has uh, caused problems for geocachers. It's not the first time. <laughs> it probably won't be the last that so we'll cross our fingers that it is. Um, but it's, it's great news to everyone and hopefully some comfort that we don't have to deal with the uh, Apple Maps as our only satellite source indefinitely just until the next major version. Right. Yeah. And one thing I was worried about, I thought at one point we wouldn't be able to add Google Maps ever again because of their pricing structure um, until it, it finally showed that if you're using mobile apps with their SDK, they actually don't charge for the the mobile usage so that's really good because looking at their calculations it would have cost thousands upon thousands of dollars every month for google maps usage so yuck yeah (laughs) which is why we lost google maps through uh, geocaching.com years and years ago because they pulled the same thing back then right yeah 
Um, all right, let's take a few minutes. We're going to talk about Apple Watch. And before we talk about Apple Watch, um, there's a little story I found out about this before the show. Because um, I didn't realize that. So um, when Jesse told me, hey, man, I've got no, I've got really bad internet and um, I'm not going to be able to get on. And so at first, like I said, I was just going to have, I was just going to, just um just me and me and Nick and I thought well maybe Daryl's around and so when I asked Daryl to be on I said hey we're going to we're Nick's going to be on we're going to talk 43 and Apple Watch he goes oh he goes I was kind of a uh instigator of Apple Watch a little thorn in the side for Nick and then so when Nick got on he goes oh hey there's hey Daryl and so I told him and I said so there's a story right and he goes yeah uh Daryl's sort of my thorn in thorn in the side with it. so he said the same thing so so what so people want to know i think at least i do um so what all happened here what so i don't know which one you guys want to start but how did how did this even occur i'll kick it off with the uh, last time we had nick on geo gearheads right we were talking after the show as we always do that one of the things that i really kind of missed from the uh, um official app the I think it was actually still even the intro app at that point was having yeah. the uh, app in there for the watch because it was nice to have that quick reference and the quick logging for things like, uh, you know, Periscope and uh, YouTube live streaming. And even if I'm playing a different game at the same time, because I could go and look up info real quick uh, on the watch. I could do my logging real quick on the watch without having to background and those like live streaming apps don't allow you to background, but it was also really nice that I could have the phone in my pocket still and just check some quick details without having to go and unlock and do all that stuff when I already have it on my watch. And that kind of changed Nick's uh, impression of what the Apple watch should be. And I think it was like what less than a week later you emailed and asked if uh, I wanted to be on the beta program. Perfect. I think that was yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> but yeah, Daryl. Daryl had given me the idea in that conversation that I could just you know make it a companion app, make it where you know maybe you view a cache on your phone and that gets sent to your watch. Um, so that was my first idea. I was like, oh well, you know, then I don't have to build it where it's doing API integrations and you know all that kind of stuff from your watch. Um, but once I start build, building it, I, I decided I did want to add some of those features. So that's where the nearby uh, feature comes in on your watch. You can do a search for nearby caches, and that does talk to the API right from your watch or through your phone um, and does some searching. And it has all the search options. If you hard press on your phone of the nearby results, you have the same kind of search options you have on the phone, which is really nice. Um and there's, yeah, you can view caches, you can log the caches, you can view a map, you can view a compass. Um, the compass is not the best in the world only because watches don't have a compass chip in them. So it goes off of the GPS uh, course data. So you have to be moving in a direction for the watch to know what your direction is. Um, but as long as you are, are moving a little bit, it's actually pretty accurate. Um, so yeah, I think so far, 
people have been pretty happy with it. I, I, I don't know about Daryl. He hasn't mentioned if he's happy with it or not. <laughs> oh, I was using it uh, quite a bit for a while. Uh, I haven't been periscoping as much, though, or uh, YouTube uh, live as much. Mm-hmm. So I've not been using it as much the last like month or so. That's uh, all right. Nels, Nels, yeah, a, I like it. Nels A in the chat room, he says that he's found, uh, or they have found a couple, uh, quite a few of the hidden creature caches via Cashly on the Apple Watch. So that's cool to know. Nice. Yeah, for uh, things like parking grabs, it's more than enough. You can do everything right from the Watch app. You know, if you get into the woods, you know, yeah. you might need a little bit more. How far can you get yeah. from your from your phone? You think it depends uh, on you have the LTE version of the watch too. Because if you have the LTE version, it should still talk over LTE back to the phone. Okay, but it's it's a Bluetooth device otherwise, so it's not like you could leave the phone in the car. Well, and you could you could save caches though. You can save caches just on your watch. And then you could potentially go, uh, as long as you have the Series 2, you can have GPS on there. So potentially you could find quite a few, and then you, you the logging would be a problem if you only had the Series 2 or the right. Series 1. Yeah. Um, well, but if you did have the LTE, happen. like Daryl's saying, you could you could log with just your watch. Right, and the logging and your phone could be miles away for the uh, uh, dictation. What were you saying, so Daryl? Say that again. Yes. The logging requires uh, Siri for the uh, dictation. Oh, okay. So if you don't have the watch or the phone nearby, I would imagine that's going to be a problem because that's the conduit, the conduit for the data connection. If you don't have the LTE. Okay. Yeah. So if you have no data connection on your phone and you try to log and and create a message, it'll just give you an error saying that Siri can't be reached. Um, the watch doesn't really give you any other options for writing a message, unfortunately. Right. I was thinking more yeah. if you're, you know, uh, if you're running around doing uh, a lot of caches, uh, uh, Daryl, like geocaching in December, and you didn't want to, your phone is in your car, it's hooked up, and you wanted to pop out of the car and find a quick cache, and you needed a little bit of info not necessarily a uh, a lamppost squirt, but like, you know, even if you're just in a, you know, you pull up to a, a nearby area and you just pop out, want to find a cache, you want to find the cache real quick, get back in the car, you know, and just use your watch. Can you, is that possible? Well, you certainly can do some of that, but you'd have to have the uh, information loaded. So if it's like a quick pop out that you haven't loaded onto the watch, then you're okay. going to be just kind of SOL. Okay. Um, what do you guys see as far as um, things of this nature going forward? Do you think that um, what do you see the future? For what are what are some of your what are both of y'all's I want to get both of y'all's thoughts as we kind of start to wrap up tonight, um, and I have an audio giveaway winner from last week I got to mention as well before we finish up tonight. But um, what are your? Do you think that there's something like this? Is there? A, I guess where are we where do you think what's the future look like 
where we where we think we're going with wear, wearables, Apple Watch or others? It's an interesting segment to say the least. Uh, wearables aren't doing very well outside of the fitness area. So right. what you're finding yeah. is more and more of your wearable stuff is focused on fitness. You know, there had been this push yeah. to try to make yeah. it a fashion accessory to make it more accessible. But really the thing that sells wearables is that fitness stuff. Yeah. I have a, so, I have yeah. a me, I have a me band, me and me and Sunny. Are there, yeah. like, people use a me band, but, um, and all it has is it has three dots and, but, it, but I, I have it cause I like, cause it's, uh, I, I like this one because it, it's an alarm. And so all it needs is uh, in the morning, I just need this to buzz a little bit and that's enough to wake me up without having yeah. the old days of the, you know, the big old alarm clock, you know, kind of thing. But I mean, this is nothing compared to what most people, most people have maybe a Fitbit, or something of that nature, but um, yeah, I, I don't know what, 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 where where do you think we're where do you think we'll eventually get to, uh, Nick on Apple Watch? I don't know where device. we eventually get to. What for Apple Watch specifically? I'm looking forward to when they actually add a compass to it right. because that would make it a lot more usable. I think for Cashly especially, and you know they're always coming out with a new one every. Year. So this September, I'm hoping that that might be one of the new hardware pieces they add. So right. update Cashly to support that. I would buy that new watch so I could test it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what I'm really hoping for. Other than that, I don't know. I can't think of any other features that I would want them to add. Uh, even for Cashly, I'm not, I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the big thing for most of us using the Apple Watch is battery life. Right. And doing well, something like there. Yeah. Geocaching life. tracking takes a lot of battery life, especially if you have the LTE. So that that's really where they're going, and that's one of the problems is they're trying to improve that battery life without improving or without enlarging the overall package. And unfortunately, some of yeah. the rumors are talking about a smaller package for the Apple Watch, something a little bit uh, thinner. Which, yes, that's nice, but they're talking about the same battery life again so we're still going to get maybe a day of uh, power out of it when i'd really like to see something uh, for the more serious uh, runners something that's going to compete more with like the uh, uh, forerunner series from garmin Mm. you know take on those kind of uh, activities because the apple watch can do all of that stuff right now but the battery is the biggest problem Mm-hmm. Um, Kindle in the chat room mentions heads-up display. Um, is that something? Yeah, that I don't see that as uh, viable. You know, and he might be even talking like the uh, uh, Google Glass concept. Mm-hmm. Same kind of idea, and that just doesn't seem to work. Mm-hmm. No, that didn't do very well. No, that well, the Google Glass is still alive and well in the enterprise. But it's not something that people want in public. It's going to be only for certain applications. And it, yeah. you know, it does have its value. And there's right. other things similar to that. But even like the... Uh, oh, shoot. I can't remember the name of uh, Snap's uh, cameras that are glasses. Uh, have made people very uneasy 
and aren't doing so well because of that. Maybe and for other problems as well, but right. But maybe oh, they're called go- goggles, aren't they? Goggles? Are they called goggles? I didn't think they were uh, called goggles. I, th- I thought they were. I don't know. Yeah, it might be, but I thought it was something a little bit more normal. Something catchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google Glass was not is sort of a weird way to say spectacles. That's what it is. It's uh, spectacles. 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 Yes. <laughs> Uh, Electric Waterboy was asking, what about a heads-up display go on a car dashboard? I don't know. I think they're leery well, of Garmin having actually, stuff like that. Well, Garmin having? actually had a, uh, a heads-up display that you could uh, connect to the phone and just put on the uh, dashboard. I actually have the first version of that, mm-hmm. and it was totally useless. Oh, no. It really didn't work well. <laughs> We're um, not there but, yet on that, right? Well, the part of the problem is they have to be very, very bright displays to overcome the... Uh, sunlight and there's very specific angles oh. and you take a look at what they're doing in like uh, fighters and they're usually in the uh, he- uh, helmets not mm-hmm. on the right uh, canopy yeah so yeah. and they still played with a lot of that stuff on some of the uh, production cars like uh, i think the uh, corvette and even the mustang have heads up options uh, for things like your uh, g meters and right. uh, speedometer so, you know, they're out there, but it really doesn't work too well in practice because you have different depths that you're focusing on. Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. Uh, as we wrap up tonight, I want to mention last week uh, we did an audio giveaway. We had a couple of giveaways. We had a live and we had audio. And the winner uh, for this week, as picked by goodoldrandom.org, was... Uh, Heather, Heather Gunter, uh, she is uh, the winner this week from last week's contest. So, Heather, uh, I have already given your info to Ryan, and Ryan will be sending you one of the 15-year historic trails coins that we talked about last week. So, congratulations, Heather. Uh, all right, as we wrap up, uh, Nick, you're going to be at a couple events, um, and folks can see you at. So where where are you going to be here in the near future? Uh, this summer, I will be at GeoCoin Fest in Seattle. I will be attending that, and then that one specifically, I'm going to try to do a Cashly event uh, afterwards. Um, so I already have some users that are wanting to meet up with me and get some of the Cashly coins. So I will have lots of the Cashly coins at GeoCoin Fest. Oh, so if you find me there, cool. I will have those because there's not many places that I give those out. Um, and I will also be at Going Ape uh, this year. So those are my two big summer events that I'm going to be at. Cool. So. I am going to put uh, real quick into the show or into the chat room two GCs for those and uh, all right as I do that um, Daryl I'm gonna let you start and then I'll have Nick finish but what are your final thoughts on what we talked about tonight well I'll stick with uh, I think the Apple watch as being a really cool uh, tool for geocachers as the supplement to the app you still need the app to do all of your basic stuff but when you're out there on the trail, you know, we always complain about the uh, lack of battery power. I've had problems just today with mm. the phone getting a little too hot and dimming the screen where it's harder to see. 
Right. So it's really nice having that on the watch where I can just quickly go in and you know look for the hint, look for some uh, uh, basic information I might have forgotten, especially when you're doing a trail of you know, 10, 15 caches, you might forget which one is which. Right. Just having that stuff there, being able to do the quick logging is really, really handy, and it is a nice addition to the app. Very cool. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't ever see the Apple Watch app of Cashly being a replacement ever. It's always going to be kind of a supplemental, uh, you know, app that can help out with uh, your regular parent device. Um, but I will, you know, continue to enhance it. Uh, one of the things that I need to add is uh, ability to navigate to waypoints. So some user mentioned, users mentioned that, you know, if you have a, a multi-cache, it's, it's really hard to navigate to that on the Apple Watch. So these are the kind of things that I appreciate users telling me, and then I can work on it for the next version. So Cool. Well, again, we're very, we're, like I mentioned before, very thankful for everything, all that you're doing. We lo- love, love the app. Um, and as, you know, as Daryl's even said, we, we, we love Cashly, uh, and we use it whenever we can and try to avoid the other ones, right, Daryl? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it, it's kind of a uh, shock going into some of those other ones. Right. That's so true. Um, so, yes, yeah, so much. Uh, so grateful for it. So thank you again, Nick. Um, all right, upcoming shows. I want to mention real quick, uh, next week, um, another special co-host. Um, uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see the guy behind me. You see him back there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to make it back. You always see him. You might not hear from him. <laughs> right. We'll have Jesse back here all the time, but I don't know if we'll ever see him on the show again. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he won't be here next week either. Either. Um, Jamie Pullman, uh, Stardust ZZZ, is going to be my co-host, and I'm going to tonight announce that our special guest is going to be C. Michelle. Craig Michelle is going to be on the show. Uh, it'll be Monday for him, Sunday for us, uh, but he's going to be on the show um next week uh the 16th for him the 15th for us as we kind of talk about his trip talk about his cool van that he had on his trip uh across the he went all the way nick from new york down washington over to cincinnati for gigastock and then all the way out to your your neck of the woods and then down to los angeles and we're going to kind of capture some of that wow. on the show i know talk a little bit about the vlogger summit that i was uh got to go to was invited to be part of and uh that was some crazy times and um so that's next week the week after that we're doing a whole show on something that i've can't tell anybody about and I've never, I haven't said anything to anybody yet. It's been pretty, it's been pretty funny. It's a show called The Big Reveal. So we've got um, a big plan that we've been working on, the whole Geocache Talk Network with uh, Jesse and the affiliates, and we've been working hard uh, to get this, this whole thing in place. And um, finally, we can talk about it. That's in two weeks and give out the first uh, information about this thing. And then in three weeks, uh, John Paul Barr, uh, he lives in Estonia and he makes coins now for a living. And we're going to talk about uh, how that whole process kind of goes about making geocoins. And he's going to be out at Geocoin Fest as well. So I'm, and we, I got to meet him 
uh, at uh, Giga Stocks. That was really good. Now, that show's going to be at 2 p.m. <clears throat> to accommodate the fact that he has eight hours um, in front of us uh, every week. In fact, he, sometimes he's in the, the chat room, and it's early morning for him right now. So we're moving the show up to 2 p.m. that Sunday. Uh, to accommodate having John Paul on. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, all right. Um, well, again, we hope you ins- we en- you enjoyed the show tonight. Email us your comments at, gig- at uh, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. Uh, mine's at Gary Slinker, all one word. Also doing a lot of Instagram of late, geocachetalk, one word, and Memphis Mafia. And, of course, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify. Let me know if there's a special uh, or one that you use uh, to listen to podcasts that you'd like me to add. And we'll get that one added. And, of course, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis and get reminded of that. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved, and uh, especially in our lively chat room. Uh, until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go buy Cashly and start using it because you're going to love it. And use it to go find yes. you. And, <laughs> yes. And you'll find lots of geocaches using that. So good night, everybody.